Today on episode 87 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony Interactive Entertainment is investing in Devolver Digital. Modern Warfare 2 will be the next game in the Call of Duty franchise, or wait, did that already happen? And Square Enix sort of throws Crystal Dynamics under the bus. All that and more. Let's get some bus throwing intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 87 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy it at your leisure. We only ask to help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and koalas about the show, and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, it's all because you love the gaming homies, helping spread the cause to the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the PS5s being flown into the UK. Look to the skies, because that's where your PS5 is. On today's episode, we have four news articles to discuss, but first, as always, let us begin with what we've been up to this last week, and Chris, we must start with you. Well, it's going to be a quick, really quick recap for me this week. Uh, it was a busy work week, so when I got home, I was tired and pretty much just watched TV and did nothing. Vegged. Um, the only thing I can say that for sure I did is I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. I finished the storyline. I'm starting to chip away at some of the uh, trophies. Uh, some of them are going to require some grinding. Uh, so I've got all the easier, basic kind of challenge ones. Now I got to do the level myself up like a ridiculous person and uh, do the last couple of uh, dungeons, I guess, that they they call them in the game. So um, looking forward to that. The grind shouldn't be too bad. It'll probably be one of those things where it's like I'm watching TV while doing that. So uh, other than that, I have played nothing else on console, even though I purchased a whole bunch of games recently that we've talked about in the past. Um, PC wise, pretty much the same. I think I played a little bit of PUBG. Um, it's been a pretty, pretty slow week for me. How about yourself? Did you get any uh, gaming in? This week I got a little bit of time with the PS5, a little bit every day I would say, but um, I didn't know what I was hungry for. So it was an obscure event, but basically I watched um, on HBO Max, they finally had the long Halloween Batman animated shows. Watched both of those, that got me in the mood for Batman. So I downloaded Arkham Knight again, or sorry, Arkham City. Can't do it anymore, Chris. There's too many like like issues I totally forgot about. Uh, just even the controller mapping is one of the issues I find. Like, there's just a lot of weird things they tried on that one. I didn't like the layout. Um, maybe it's interchangeable. I'm not too sure. Uh, you know, it does look slightly dated. I mean, when you compare it to how amazing the Arkham Knight still looks, it's so interesting. It's night and day. Um, so anyway. I tried that. I couldn't really get too far because I just... And it had the worst costumes, honestly, out of all the Batman games. Um, Not that the Arkham Asylum even had that many. But it made me just break down and be like, okay, I guess I have to play Arkham Knight again. So I downloaded that, and that is what I spent most of this week playing. Um, I just, I'm a good chunk into, like, a new game plus and really enjoying it. That one has the best costumes. They have Ben Affleck's, like, 2016 Batman versus Superman one, and 
that's such a badass costume. I love it. So I'm like, I can use that. You can use the Christopher Nolan Batman suit. Like, it's really good. I like it. Um, you know, still has some issues. I I, I hate that bat car. <laughs> that is like the worst. The whole tank thing with that game was the worst. Like, what a sour note to end on in that sense. Everything else was great about that game. I just really didn't like that. But after playing Arkham City and going back to Arkham Knight, I'm like, okay, there's you guys made a lot of quality of life improvements. And that should be recognized because, yeah, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't go back with how a better night is than City. But yeah. anyway, I'm ranting. I'm enjoying that. I don't know what I'm going to go to next. Uh, I might just keep playing this. But um, so, yeah, I think I might. Oh, we'll see. I probably won't. But I'm thinking of buying Lost and Random just because it looks like a Tim Burton stop animation movie. And that speaks to me. But you know me and indie games usually don't fare too well together. So more now than any other time that you are correct. You are correct. Good, sir. Um, so we'll see if that works out. If not, whatever. I'll keep playing Batman. I'm enjoying it. I I love creeping up on uh, other creepy people, I guess. I don't know. So we got a lot of quick fire news here. So let us just get into it. Sony quietly squashes PS5's dead battery concerns. This one comes from Push Square. Not another big article. That's why I didn't feel like talking about it. I don't think it needs because we already discussed how they solved this for the PS4. Turns out the PS5 could have had the same issue if for some reason <laughs> a EMP destroyed all of Sony's servers at once and we couldn't connect. Then, yes, this could have been an issue. Uh, but congratulations to everyone. We Ooh, don't have to worry about this. Saved. <laughs> Absolutely. I, it's like, again, it, it was always probably going to be a non-issue for yeah. PS4, PS5. It would be the other ones that, like, if someone said PS3, then I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe. But here we are. It's fixed. Congratulations, like I said. Sony flying in PS5 stock to meet UK Christmas demand. This one comes from Push Square. Um, not too much to talk about here. It's just very interesting with all the shipping container issues, all the stock issues in general. They want to stock up for Christmas. UK is definitely a huge market for PlayStation, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. I got like a few uh, added notes here that the <laughs> these PS5s are on board a gigantic Boeing 747 airplane, so that will be... Uh, look to the skies, like I said in the intro. <laughs> There's your PS5. They must <laughs> have then, cleared uh, out the Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get that Walmart factory to share. A quote here was stacked high with almost 50 pallets of PS5. So, you know... Everyone get ready to charge those stores. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, they'll probably sell out pretty quick. UK yeah. market for PlayStation is is pretty high. Europe, Europe in general is very Sony. So mm-hmm. We love you, Europe and UK. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been delayed to at least 2023. This one comes from VGC. Oh, no. <laughs> Chris, I know you're probably not going to be asleep. The anger and sadness alone will keep you up at night because you won't be able to get so your devastated. Overwatch 2. You mean Overwatch 1 again? Uh, 1.5, let's be fair. I, I don't even want to give it that. I remember when they did the announcement, I'm like, I'm not seeing where there's like improvements on this game. <laughs> this is the same I, It game. had more characters, and I think it was supposed to have a story. Oh, because they story can't missions. add more characters to the original, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 they can't. No, Stop it. Just, even it's though they said memory. the... F- even though they said you could play with people on two with the first version, you just couldn't get those characters. So I'm like, it was definitely like one of those moments where it's like, you just revealed the magic trick of that 
there didn't need to be a sequel then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like- I'm sure people are excited for it, but I'm like, I, I don't get it. And Chris is like, I can see you putting the rabbit in the hat. <laughs> yes, I, I'm seeing behind the veil right now. What the hell? This, I don't know. This kind of makes sense with everything we've talked about. Uh, why they probably canceled BlizzCon. You know, the two biggest games they would probably talk about there would yeah. have been these two. So not being able to show anything probably explains why BlizzCon was canceled. It's kind of like, you know. It's interesting how they're trickling out the negative uh, information when they it's just obvious now seeing yeah. this that it's like, yeah, why, how could you have had a BlizzCon in the first place? And it's just disappointing. Like, I don't understand why Blizzard. Blizzard's definitely in a worse spot than it's ever been. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, and it, it I could do, get worse <laughs> with Activision. Anything's possible. So I agree. With you. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, like, I feel like. We have nostalgia for their games, but I've always kind of had this issue with Blizzard. Why did Diablo 3, it came out really poorly. A lot of people were upset. It looked bad, and it took forever. And this is before Activision even got his fingers in there. And this is why I've always had an issue with Blizzard. Why does it take you guys so long to make basic games? Like Diablo 3, Diablo 2, none of these games are long games. Like if you really plow through them, they're like... I don't know. You could probably beat them in 10, 15 hours. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it takes them this long to do that. Like, yeah. it's just no, I, I don't know. I'm always just, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost for words. Yeah. Diablo four. I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's getting delayed. They can't have that game come out and be shit. I, I agree with that. They yeah. can't. It's, it's like an absolute no, no at this point. And they're probably already like, I don't know, getting excited for that mobile money because I know one <laughs> of my friends tried the the beta for it and he's like, yeah, I could see where people are going to fall down that trap and they're going to start uh, spending money on that crap. So I don't know. I I would it wouldn't surprise me at some point where these uh, BlizzCons stop altogether. I mean, yeah, it's 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 Activision now. That's the company. It's Activision. Eventually, mm-hmm. they, they don't want to get rid of the Blizzard name. No surprise there, but yeah. it also, it's just an illusion, people. It's, <laughs> yeah. You're seeing the name, but Activision's only letting you see the name. <laughs> it's it's not really there. Well, and this just popped up in my head, too. Uh, how I was basically saying, like, they trickle out this information, like, we're not going to connect the dots. And, like, another dot just connected to me while talking to you, and I'm like, oh, this totally explains what happened to Vicarious Visions. Vicarious visions. I don't know why I always incorrectly pronounce that, but they're gone now. Explains, <laughs> well, no, but this explains why they're getting bled into Blizzard to help them. Because yep. look, they can't make a game still. Yep. So now I feel even worse for, for Vicarious Visions or not Vicarious Visions, because God forbid they have any identity and uh, you mm-hmm. know put up any standards that people may have had before. Now they can just be like, oh, uh, blame that division. <laughs> That's all we'll know them as. So yay. Before the vein in my head explodes, let's move on to yet another fun-filled article here. Marvel Avengers is removing paid XP boost following fan criticism. This one comes from VGC. We introduced, in quotes, we introduced them as an option for an involving player base. It did not see them as pay to win since they don't offer power directly. So, technically, I see where they're coming from that angle. But on top of that, you guys... 
made progression in that game slower intentionally for some BS reason, like people weren't understanding their characters <laughs> if you level that quickly. So we have to slow it down. Too hard and to learn. Just, but then just conveniently, Chris, conveniently, then they were like, oh, but people want XP boosts. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, I'm like, okay. And then on top of that, I guess we kept talking about the the uh, XP boost, but on top of that, they actually had a resource boost as well. So then it's like, it's that Ubisoft issue where Ubisoft and me, it's just me. You can say it's my opinion or not, but I feel like in the last Assassin's Creed, they've been doing the same thing. They make resources harder and harder to get. They make it the resource. Everything that needs resources has a higher cost than taking your resources. So it just breaks you down into honestly wanting to buy them. Well, now Marvel's was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just what a, a bad underwear stain for Marvel as a whole to be associated with this crap game. Yeah. No, it's it's just to it blows my mind. Like it's exactly what you said, where it's like we purposely made it harder for you to level up, and then we sold you something so that you could level up faster. <laughs> I mean, like, say that out loud. That's just, you're, you're, you may, uh, it just blows me away. It blows me away. It just makes me angry. Screw them. Screw them all. I I just, I have to believe that one day we're going to get past all these underhanded tactics and these games of a service that are just flipping, you know, not the, like, I'm trying to find a way to not say this as like a diss, but like, the people that are privy to this bullshit, uh, but like even us, you know, are they going after our kids? Are they trying to flip them over and shake every coin out of their pocket to play this bullcrap game that they're not really supporting? You know, later on, we'll talk about Spider-Man, something that was promised around launch a year ago. It's been a year since it was supposed to come out, Chris. It's just, it's, I don't know. And, and then on top of that, they th- expect us to want to spend money on something that I don't. There's no way this thing has a long, like any longevity. There's just no way. I, I think, honestly, once it hits bank and maybe if it can, they finally make up for, I don't know, the 70 million loss on this thing. Uh, I forget what the number was. Then may, I think then they're just going to cut it off. Like, I, I just they're not going to want this bad press forever. These companies make me so mad. Like, they're actually actively making developers less passionate about their games, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, when did it become... I, oh, I don't want to say when did it become, because we could tell, say when, it, when did it become uh, a, just a money-making business. Like, I mean, we understand businesses are, exist to make money, but they've, they've made so much money now where it's like, why do they need to make so much more by doing these dirty tactics mobile games, uh, boosts, uh, resource gathering things. It's like, why why are they so short on money that they have to do this shit? And they make the games way worse by adding this crap into them. Like, it's just... And then you get these passionate game developers. That's why some of these... I I don't want to say, like, indie developers, um, but, like, these smaller companies are making such decent and good games because they're so passionate about them. And it's not all about the money. And then these companies get bought out or supported by these big companies. And then they get forced to put some sort of transactional crap in their games. And it just, I don't know. I feel bad for game developers who have to deal with this crap. Because if I was if I was a game developer, I 
would hate that a company is telling me to put some sort of mechanic where you have to do this crap. I, mm. I don't know. It just makes me mad. I assume this is exactly why Bungie jumped off a ledge just to get away from Activision. Yes, because I feel like Bungie is a company that is is passionate about making games. I can see it in what they do. Now, the problem is, I think, and I could be wrong, is that I think they are actually actively sh- possibly struggling because it's like they only have like one current active game at the t- at this time. Well, and that's their only working- source of income. So. Well, they, they did get a huge paycheck, I think. I thought it was from Tencent itself. Was it? Uh, oh, yeah. There was yeah, they're supposed to be stuff. developing a game for them as well. So I think, and it was a sizable check, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. they'll, they'll survive. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I know they have, they have money. But I mean, I can understand when you're only currently only one active game being played. I mean, yeah, they might be mm. working on others and stuff like that. And those will probably have their own funding and whatnot. But when you yeah. only have one active game as your source of income, I could see why... People are getting upset by having to pay a hundred and hundred plus dollars for the next expansion pack for Destiny. I, I get it. I get it. Yes. Okay. I think again. I think our, our veins are going to start blowing up if we don't move on. So, Resident Evil Village will be getting some free DLC. Ah. This one comes from PC Gamer. That's good. The, vein, oh, sorry, the veins shrinking. No, just the veins shrinking. Nice. Free DLC. Yes. I'll, I'll actually probably end up reinstalling it to play it. I think I will too and I mean again I keep bringing this up I think Resident Evil is you know spotlit in my mind for a good game just because of the variety of games that I'm interested in this year that came out this year is so limited so absolutely I think I would for free DLC I'll, I'll re-download this and I'll probably play it maybe even run through the whole game again too I actually was thinking that too recently it's just you know I keep expressing how I just I'm not clicking with anything currently. Uh, I'm in a weird mood where I don't know what mood I'm in. So I'm just trying to bounce. I have been bouncing through so many games just to figure out what I want. I think I tried. I, I forgot to mention it before, but I tried Re-Reckoning. Oh, right, Same yeah. thing. I, I put in like two hours in that. And then I was like, ah, you know, I just don't feel like open Nash world RPG right now. So then what else am I going to do? And I don't know. Is, that's why I a couple of times I've been thinking maybe I should go back to Resident Evil Village. It's just something a lot different than an RPG, which would be kind of refreshing right now. I think I over-RPG'd myself this year. Um, Anyway, moving on, Square Enix claims Crystal Dynamics was the wrong fit for a disappointing Marvel's Avengers game. This one comes from VGC as well. Uh, I'm just going to skim over this because I think we really touched on this game enough. I think we it's kind of like the fax machine from The Office at this point. Uh, we've done enough. It's, I mean, someone's got to pull Chris off with the baseball bat. Uh, President Yosuke... Uh, Matsuda said Square Enix needed to learn from the game's disappointing performance. Notably, he highlighted the the importance of matching development studios with game designs that best suit their skill set and interest. I'm just going to stop there for a second, Chris. (laughs) Is that not your job? Is that not your job as a publisher to then be like, hey, you probably aren't great at games of a service game since you've never made a games of a service game or even an online. I think the only online thing I'm aware that Crystal Dynamics made was Tomb Raider 1 had a, apparently a really bad uh, multiplayer mode or online multiplayer mode. Um, so if that's your only reference and you just looked at them, you're like, it's absolutely not what happened. It, what happened was you were like, oh, you guys aren't working on a thing yet. We haven't given you a job yet. Uh, here, take this. Take this. <laughs> Make the sports game. 
Yeah. So what? I just I, I couldn't believe that he said that. I'm like, that is the most. I don't know. That'd be like a janitor coming being coming to me and being like, oh my god. He's like, I think my job means I should clean stuff. And I should clean the right things with the right products. No, I'm we're going like, to need you to design this game, Janitor. Yeah, yeah, we're going to need you to uh, just basically reshingle the roof. <laughs> uh, squeeze me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it, it carries on. In a 2019 interview with GamesBeat, Masuda explained that he thought Crystal Dynamics was well suited to Marvel's Avengers. And in quotes from Masuda, Crystal has always been a company that made games in an action adventure space. In that sense, I thought it would be a good fit in terms of making a game with Marvel using the Avengers, which would naturally be an action-based game. He just fails to mention all the dirty, underhanded games of service, uh, microtransactions and currencies and resources and things that they'd never had any experience with. Uh, So, yeah, congratulations. Uh, I'm, you know, this reading this kind of stuff makes me definitely want to press the brakes anytime I come to criticizing Crystal Dynamics. I now think I have a better, more full picture of Square Enix and how it works as a publisher and that they yep. they need a clean house up there. I just like, I don't know what happened. I grew up with Square Enix. Well, Square Soft and all these other things. Back in but, the day. Yeah, back in the day. But anyway, it's just something's happened in the last 15 years with them. And they just need a clean house and restart. I don't know who's at the top there, but I just think they're, you know, it's almost like a comedy skit where they must just be cutting off heads off of chickens and seeing where it lands. And that's what they do. I I just, it doesn't seem like anyone has an idea of what to do. And they're confused and scared because it's just, I, how many other companies are losing this much money on just bad investment after bad investment after bad investment? Uh, anyway, we'll move on again. EA has delayed its new PGA Tour golf game with no new release windows set. That one comes from VGC. Uh, it's to be noted as well, it would have been the company's first PGA title since 2015, and it was originally due in spring. So if you were looking forward to a PGA Tour golf game, uh, don't be. <laughs> so you know great wait wait a little bit longer <laughs> yeah well wait for that grass to get really green to put on fraxis has delayed marvel's midnight suns to the second half of 2022 this one comes from vgc publisher 2k has delayed marvel's midnight suns game from march 2022 to the second half of the year not the biggest delay we've ever heard of so i you know whatever i just we had so much stuff early to 2022 that that one doesn't affect me too much. This one I kind of I'm interested in. I like for, I like for Axis games. So I will know too. It only just recently got revealed, so I think yeah. it's easier. Like that's why, and this is why more games need to stop revealing their games so early in development. Yeah. Because then games like this can you know show up only a few months back. And then when they delay, you're like, well, shit, I only knew you existed like a month ago. I, okay, that's fine. Take your time. Sony's been doing that a little bit right now. Like some of yes. the, the games, like you're, we're only finding out about some of them within almost like six to eight months before they're, hey, and it's going to be out soon. I mean, they're more Except- typically smaller titles, but mm-hmm. it's still, there's not a lot of like... Uh, leeway there so unless it's insomniac in which case then they're like hey look forward to spider-man in 2023 Mm -hmm. i'm just like shut up just shut up like don't i don't need this 
Okay, Chris, this one that I'm excited for. So here comes some positive vibes. Uh, 15 minutes of gameplay showcases open world traversal, boss fights, and more. This one comes from Game Informer. And yeah, that's right. We got a 15-minute actual video of actual gameplay uh, and more. They kind of gloss over a few uh, things you can do in that game. It's great. It looked good to me. Um, I would recommend anyone that's interested in this game watch it. Um, you know, it talks about how traversal might work, you know, not everything, but shows you there's options to dungeons, shows some of the bosses, it, you know, shows the, well, it shows stealth actually, which was interesting as well, but it, I think overall it just so, shows like the mixture of things you can do, all your options and the varieties that that's going to bring to this game, which I already didn't like Sekiro versus Dark Souls because the lack of variety. This is now Dark Souls on crack cocaine because it just seems like there's going to be so many builds, so much customization. I'm impressed. Um, Good. I'm glad you're impressed. I will say there, I have some issues uh, and not real issues. Just there are things that could be possible issues in the future. Like they added a jump button and it's so weird to see Dark Souls with a jump. It's uh, it, it definitely trips me up a little, but they showed that in Traversal and Traversal. and he's in a dungeon and he's just starts jumping and you and me both know there's such hidden crazy stuff in dark souls without a jump button now yeah. with one i feel like i have that fomo where i'm just like oh am i gonna miss everything now because you have to jump on this ledge to jump on that ledge to find this one open window which they actually show in this video mm. so that is what concerns me a little bit is i feel like i'm gonna miss out there but you know these are small very small gripes otherwise super impressed i love that they added stealth I love that there's options in this gameplay. I love that there's a talking pot that has arms and legs for some reason. I don't care. They showed off like the some of the features they were bragging about, like you can summon NPCs. They showed it in two different ways. They, you know, at one point, uh, a, a mage character, I assume, was fighting a randomized boss fight, like a dragon comes down, and he's fighting them on the horse. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's just another thing that you had never seen a Dark Souls before this. And you don't have to fight on the horse. He, there's also a scene where he gets off the horse and uh, does uh, some instant attack on the eye. And I'm like, wow, like that's really cool. Like I could see, you know, if me, you and Curtis end up playing this game together, just like the variety of me running at it like an idiot <laughs> with the sword <laughs> and Curtis shooting spells from a horse and however you want to play, like maybe you're stealth and you're behind him. Like, I don't know, but it's just, it all interests me. They showed off how you can have special moves and you know, one of them being this hit and then you fly backwards and then you can go in for another attack. And that one is very reminiscent of uh, Sekiro. They kind of show that Sekiro is like, it's not, it's kind of like Sekiro's, stagger meets the poise in dark souls but they showed that like if you attack someone while jumping in midair that it seems on certain enemies anyway it kind of breaks their guard and then you can get an instant attack and basically one hit kill them awesome i don't know there's just there was a lot to it i definitely recommend people watching it um i can't wait for this game oh my god if i don't get that email chris <laughs> i talk about it every week if i don't get that email we're going to be burning things down because i need to get my hands on this game i'm looking forward to it as well unfortunately i keep forgetting to watch the stupid trailer so i'm going to watch that after the <laughs> we finish recording this i will note that no one else is talking about this uh on the internet this is 100 percent the video they showed last year um or sorry last e3 
Uh, so it wasn't last year. It's my bad. But this is a video we heard about. Behind closed doors. Yes. All the people that put out articles, they talked about everything that I saw in this video. So yeah. this is absolutely reused footage. Uh, kind of like how CD uh, Project Red did, I think. They showed people behind scenes, and yeah. then months later, they showed us the video. Yeah. So this thing could even look better then, if that means this is an old video. Um, all I know is can't wait. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on to a little more extra news about Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring might have performance and graphics modes on next-gen consoles, according to GameStop listing. This one comes from Game Informer. And there you go. There's going to be apparently a performance mode on next-gen PS5s, which means you can get your 60 frames solid, which that's obviously what I'm going to be playing on, um, especially with the Souls game. You do not want to go under 60 frames per second, trust me. Uh, if I could do 120 on that game, I definitely would be as well. Uh, then graphics mode, you know, be great, but unfortunately this game, to me anyway so far, I don't think it could look as good as Demon Souls, just different companies, different strengths. And uh, for whatever, Blue Point just makes really good-looking games. Um, also, just to add a little bit of other stuff, the network test that I'm talking about, the email that I want. If you get in the network test, you don't have to worry about it killing your SSD. Apparently, it's only going to be 6.888 gigabytes uh, before but you'd patches be okay and updates. If it up your hard drive. <laughs> I, that one is allowed. That game's allowed to be as big as Warzone. Um, there you go. So we got through the quick news. That means we're going to get into review roundup this week. We only have one review of notes. So here we are. Call of Duty Vanguard is sitting at a 77. That was at least at the time that I got this. Uh, not your worst Call of Duty, not your best Call of Duty. Uh, take or leave it. If you're honestly, who am I lying to? If you buy Call of Duties every year, you're not going to care what the review was. You're not going to oh, care no. what the Metacritic is. You're just going to get it. So... There you go. Grab it if you want it. Uh, I think me and Chris are both going to take a pass on this one. Okay, Chris, we're done. Review roundup. You know, it took a lot of time, I know, but uh, we're through it. So what does that mean, Chris? It means we are moving on to the news. So we got four news articles. Let us start with number one, Sony Invests. This one comes from Push Square and GamesIndustry.biz because I uh, made this a two-parter. Sony Interactive Entertainment is set to make a minority investment in Devolver Digital. According to recent reports, the Texas-based indie game label has begun publicly trading on the London Stock Exchange and is currently valued at almost $1 billion. According to Game Industry Biz, uh, Sony will acquire a 5% stake in the company, which is now the largest U.S.-based company on the London Stock Exchange. This is all part of the developer's plan to expand, says CEO Douglas Morin. Uh, this is in quotes, an IPO is the right choice for us to ensure our continued growth and support even more wonderful games. Being a public company gives liquidity to our amazing team, all of whom are shareholders. It also gives us access to capital markets to continue investing in our growth strategy and talent. Well, I do like the whole, uh, everybody's got shares. That's cool. And I think, uh, the CEO here is keeping 25% and Sony has five in a billion dollar investment apparently i think it's a good move um kind of excited because devolver digital i just looking at their list right now of games they've done they do have a lot of hits like they don't i mean you're not looking at triple a's by any means for any of these but like uh they do the serious sams hotline miami was a big one uh the shadow warriors is a pretty popular series uh even more recent recently like the fall guys is massive uh what else do they got uh they got some interesting ones that look like they're going to be coming out soon 
Um, I think they did one like Loop Hero, which I really like. It's an interesting kind of game. I think I, we mentioned, talked about that one a while back. So I, th- I think they have a lot of bangers for the most part. So this seems like it's a good play by Sony. Obviously, maybe they were interested in even like acquiring them uh, at some point. Who knows? Um, I think they're pretty big companies. So not well, that Sony, Sony doesn't have the money for it, but Sony acquires developers. I don't think they acquire publishers. Yeah, they. It would, I guess it'd be. Yeah, that's true. It'd be more of a merger type thing, I guess. But mm-hmm. so, but it, them investing in it seems like it's a it's a good call because, like I said, they have a lot of bangers, and uh, I think they they if you want to look for someone that's running kind of the indie indie industry well. Uh, I think they are the ones to choose. So I wonder if it's more of an approach of future proofing in doing this. Does it guarantee that anything that comes out from Devolver Digital is probably going to be on not Sony. going? To, yeah, it's going yeah. to be on there and not exclusive to something else. Yeah, I think uh, that so helps, I, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if that's like a, a future proofing plan on their part. Yeah, like Sony and Marvel. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, on top of that, like really, you know, like. What was it last year that they were acquiring like small chunks of Epic as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like Sony is expanding its portfolio uh, for sure. It knows I its think- only uh, moneymaker is the gaming industry for Sony. So yes. it may as well invest in that market. <laughs> I think it's a smart play. Uh, it's one that I don't really have feelings for either way. I think everything you said about Devolver Digital is true. Uh for most people, but just being the type of gamer I am, I went through that very long list. Like they have published a lot oh, of a games. Lot. Um, so I went through that very long list and I found out that I have not played a single game that they've published because they're all indie games that don't speak to me. Um, I think the only, like even the ones I've heard about, there's only two and like, and not just like heard in passing, but I mean, have heard and somebody actually talk about playing them themselves, which is hotline Miami and fall guys which at fall guys was you <laughs> so other than that i didn't even, like really uh, i knew the name of the like publisher and that was about it like i just have no connection to them whatsoever so i still think it's a smart move obviously it's an indie publisher that's somehow worth a billion dollars like clearly they're doing something right mm-hmm. so my feelings clearly don't matter in this situation part two devolver digital has announced the acquisition of three studios uh, including Dodge Roll, developer of Enter the Gungeon, uh, Nereal, the developer behind Reigns, and Firefly Studios, the maker of Stronghold series, maker of the Stronghold series. The terms of the acquisitions were not disclosed, though, so we don't really have much information, but it kind of makes sense. You basically just found out you're worth a billion dollars on the public market. Uh, it means you got uh, a lot of cheese, and Ooh. with everyone giving you money, you know, I, got, I know they got another big payout by Tencent, yeah, you could probably afford to buy some uh, smaller developers. Mm-hmm. I've heard of two of those: the Stronghold and the Enter the Gungeon. I, I think heard I've of heard Reigns Enter myself. the Gungeon. Uh, I, I've never seen anything from. It. I, I if you show me a picture, I wouldn't be able to identify it. Hmm. But I have heard of it, so there you go. That's something. I think I played one of the Stronghold games in the past, but it was a long time ago. I think that's a pretty old series. The success of Devolver Digital has to be. You know, this is the exact opposite of what we talked about with Square Enix. Uh, is that the the higher ups of Devolver Digital must know what they're doing. The fact that they're worth a billion dollars off of indie games means they know what is the right thing to invest in. Yeah, the right play. Yeah. I, I wonder if Square Enix is looking at them being like, can you help me? <laughs> they're not looking at anybody. 
Would you, would you like to buy this XP boost? <laughs> we need money. Uh, so we're going to move on, Chris, to number two. I will let you take it. Take two takes a loss. This one comes from Push Square. A new project by Mafia developer Hangar 13 has been shelved by Take Two, with the organization writing off 53 million as a result. The release, codenamed Volt, has been in production since 2017, according to Bloomberg, and has apparently gone through multiple iterations since it was first conceived. According to sources familiar with the decision, as reported by the ever-reliable Jason Dreyer, the current version of the game struggled due to reboots, technological hiccups, and challenges caused by COVID-19. Apparently, the title was billed as Cthulhu Meets Saints Row. That sounds interesting. And featured superheroes in online gameplay. That sounds less interesting. <laughs> Unfortunately for the team at Hangar 13, executives at Take Two and publishing label 2K Games, I uh, didn't see the value in completing the project, especially given how much development time would be required to finish it off. Employees at the studio will meet with bosses later today, or when this was released, to learn what's next for the team. Well, I like the idea of a Cthulhu meets Saints Row, but now we're not going to see it, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Jason. Why do you always have to make us so depressed? <laughs> it's it's disappointing because Hangar 13, like, you know, this is... I don't know much about them, but I do know they made Mafia 3, mm -hmm. and that game was also under so much turmoil. I think they... Like, the budget... You know, they busted the bank on that one. It just... With all the hiccups that game had, ended up costing an obscene amount of, like money i can't remember what the quote was but i thought they had to sell like seven or eight million units They'd just to get kidney. their money back and i think they only ever sold well i think after they started giving away free copies and that i think it hit around six but if, by sales charts you could see it, it's never going to get close to paying that back so i'm worried for the developer hangar 13 now like you know after two flops like this and Honestly, this one I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it's Hangar 13's fault. Reading through this, it seems more like it's the publisher's fault. I would say take two. Maybe the tools and they maybe were given. some management. Yes, like maybe you're putting them on the wrong projects. Because honestly, like I remember enjoying Mafia Three. Were there mm -hmm. issues like no fast travel? Uh, I think it was a little long in the tooth. I think you were repeating. You know, it's just it was rinse repeat a little too much, but that story was spot on. The animation was fun. The general gameplay was fun. The that was still a good game at the least. Mm -hmm. So there's talent here. So I really hope you know the Hangar 13 is okay, but 53 million dollars is a lot of money. I was trying to compare this to like you know I, I Googled you know I used my keyboard, Chris, and I Googled the average development cost for a AAA title right now, and it's anywhere from 60 to like a hundred million dollars so they almost cost this company an entire title chris <laughs> yeah and there's they're never going to get a cent back for it when you cancel a game that far in development i uh, you know honestly i think if i would have seen the you know when i see cthulhu meets saints row i'm like yourself i'm like okay i'm intrigued do i have extreme doubts because you know do we need another Is wannabe saints too row humorous yeah, like, I just don't know where that would fall, but it's, it intrigues me. You've sparked my curiosity, but maybe because me and you, you know, no one can see that what this game looked like. Like, maybe there's just so many hiccups, so many glitches, hmm. so much that, like, it just would never take off the ground. That Maybe that's the case, and that's why they had to do what they had to do. It's just, 
Yeah, it's not uplifting news, that's for no. sure. It's too bad, too, because it might have worked really well, because it's looking like the next Saints Row might be a more serious game. From mm. the stuff we've seen, It, I'm not seeing goofy wackiness in any of the trailers yet, so it, it could be that that would need to be filled. But Did they not drive off of roofs backwards in a car and shoot a rocket launcher, Chris? That wasn't yeah, wacky enough for you? not wacky enough yet for me. Actually, you're not. You're right because the damn Fast and Furious movies have ruined that level of wackiness. It's not even wacky anymore. They're like, that's, just Vin, that's Vin Diesel on a Thursday. I don't know what you're, what, what you're talking the about. The new normal. Yeah. So anyway, we're never going to see that game. Unfortunate. Um, yeah. And like I said, hopefully Hangar 13's going to survive this backup plan. But if they're not, I could see why. Unfortunately, it's just a lot of a streak of bad luck. Unfortunately. So we're going to move on to number three. The next Call of Duty title has been revealed. This one comes from VGC. Modern Warfare 2. Wait. Didn't we have one of these already, Chris? I think so. Let me, let me check oh, the books geez. here. One, two, three. <laughs> then one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. We've had one of those. Okay. So I guess we're just going to rename games the same titles that we've had previously and just hope nobody cares. They should, they should drop the number in sports games. Just call it NFL. Madden. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Why give it a year? Why why do anything? You know, it's just <laughs> it's just Madden. Modern Warfare 2, the next game in the Call of Duty's franchise, will feature an overhaul campaign including a morality system. According to a new report, VGC is partially verified. The campaign, which is reported to be gritty and unrelenting, is said to take inspiration from films like Sicario, Traffic, and No Country for Old Men, according to Twitter user Ralph's Val. I couldn't stop laughing because as soon as I read No Country for Old Men, I just think of the guy with a bob cut who's like running out of the tank and like it's just to blow people's brains out i'm like can i please have that as a weapon in this i will buy that call of duty if you let me have a tank of air that shoots through people's skulls um this matches with information VG- <laughs> vvv vgc previously cited from sources that the infinity ward sequel would be focused around a battle against colombian drug cartels uh the game will feature really modern warfare and a Colombian. okay whatever this game will also feature a morale compass uh it's claimed which is to be influenced by certain decisions the player makes it has been said to be similar to red dead redemption 2's honor system this is said to have a large impact on the campaign modern warfare 2 will also report reportedly feature realistic gore and a loss of limbs during battle it's claimed uh it's said that the enemies will attempt to put pressure on their wounds and attempt to stop the bleeding according to the latest report during high intensity moments your character will react accordingly throughout an ambush sequence where a patrol vehicle is under attack from hostile fire your character you're playing as is visibly shaken up struggling to insert the magazine trembling hands the game is also set to introduce weapon jam animations and the ability to recover bullets that the player has wasted via jamming it's claimed okay just before we get to the you know the entire whole of this situation that just sounds like you're adding things that nobody wants you're adding for the sake of saying you added things that just you know i i can't compare it but you remember back in like i'd say early ps3 like they would just add mechanics that aren't fun to games but they were just like oh but it's more realistic and i'm like but this is a video game like you can weigh out added features but you have to weigh them against the fun factor and if they subtract from fun factor they're probably not worth inserting into your game yeah like if my gun jams during a like a cinematic experience 
like at that moment, like so, like a high intensity moment, then sure. But if I'm playing mm. a game and it randomly just jams when I'm playing, uh, can you imagine if you're playing a hard mode and that's what gets you killed? Ugh. Yes, that that's exactly my I, thought I like as well. the idea of making things more realistic, sure. Like the limbs falling off, the obviously putting pressure on it and all that kind of stuff. That's all seems interesting. Your character visibly being upset, but it gets into the point where it's like this is a game. Like mm. there I like realistic. Make thing make it look realistic but not necessarily be realistic. <laughs> well, even like I I'm okay with the moral compass thing except do I think there's going to be any diversity yeah, in not gonna be any a Call of Duty it. campaign? Yeah, no. I just, I don't understand. So, I, I, you know, I meet this with a lot of hesitation where I just, I don't believe a lot of this is going to be as great as this wants it to sound. Um, I'm always, I, I feel very positive that they're trying, or at least it sounds like they're trying to do anything. Um, they're trying to spin it up, but like me and you said, I think they just need to do a real reboot and not just call games the same titles that you've used previously. We'll have to see and like wait and see. Obviously, we're not going to get this for another year. So, yeah. you know, they can hopefully take their time and we'll see. Uh, Infinity Wards, it's, a, it's like a juggling game. Sometimes they release, you know, the original Modern Warfare and it's amazing. Boom. Uh, for the time. And then they release Call of Duty Ghost. And it's probably one of the worst Call of Duties I've ever played. So we don't know how this is going to land. But uh, I guess if you're interested in this, then it's going to probably make you less interested in Vanguard that you just bought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, we're going to go to our last article of the day. Number four. Well, that's just fantastic. Comes from Games Radar. Speculation is rife about the Amy Henning-led Marvel game. Yesterday on November 4th, Kevin Smith interviewed writer Mark Bernardin, who revealed during the show that he's actually writing on the new Marvel game being headed up by Amy Henning. As Minimax Ben Hansen recaps, lots of names being thrown right now. <laughs> in the tweet just below, Smith claims that the live chat for the interview immediately guessed that the game that Henning and Bernardin are working on. This leads to several interesting possibilities. Many guesses as to Henning and Bernardin's new game were made by the chat during the interview, and among them were games based on Ant-Man, Fantastic Four, and an open-world game based on Black Panther's Wakanda Nation. Any of these characters slash properties being made into a new game would be a pretty intriguing prospect. Right now, we know precious little about Amy Henning's new project, save for the fact that it's developing a Marvel-based property at Skydance Media, the movie division of which has most recently worked on the Terminator and Mission Impossible franchises, as well as recently launching The Tomorrow War through Amazon Prime streaming service. As for Skydance New Media, which is the game development studio led by Henning, it was founded back in November 2019. Uh, the studio is helping develop upcoming PS5 exclusives for Spoken, which we're interested in, with Luminous Productions, but is otherwise all in on the new Marvel game, which we know, now know is being written by Mark Bernardin and Todd <laughs> Stashwick, the later of which previously collaborated with Henning on an ill-fated Star Wars 1313. Kevin Smith says chat guessed the game immediately. The two viable guesses were Ant-Man and Fantastic Four. So the only reason I put that extra part where you read, because uh, we kind of already did it before, but I added that because... Um, Although the original one you read talked about Black Panther in a different tweet, this guy makes it sound like it's more likely just Ant-Man or Fantastic Four. 
And I think that's why Oldo's story came from last week. This update came from this week and we missed it because of my holidays. So I felt like we should talk about it now, now that we have more information. So to me, it kind of sounds like, sadly, I think more likely we're going to get a Fantastic Four game, uh, which way I'm leaning on. And that is just a property that I have such little interest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, like, I don't know about yourself, but those, not that like, I'm going to base it off just how bad those movies were. It's just, even as a kid, I don't care about the Fantastic Four. I'm not a huge fan of the Fantastic Four, but when I'm thinking like how this would be done with it in my head, I'm picturing it going to be similar to like the Guardians of the Galaxy game that just came out. That's like, that's the level at which I'm predicting the quality yeah. of it. And I'm not saying that's bad or anything. Uh, it's been doing really well, but I, that's about as high of as praise I can think of that it could get, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, Ant-Man doesn't seem like a property that's like, I don't know if it's going to be, it would be game friendly. Like, I don't know. It seems, can you see it working? I, I don't know. It's- Only because they would use the gimmick of shrinking into an ant and then everything's big, Chris, and you're crawling on things. Yeah, and- but you'd be, if, to me, it feels like you'd be limited. Like, as soon as you oh, get into sure like a little be. tube, oh, oh, you can't get big again. So it's like, yeah. I don't know how fun that would be, but. It'd definitely be linear. I, th- I agree with you on yeah. that one. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, a- any of these are worth attempting. Uh, the more recent uh, Marvel games haven't been anything too crazy to shout from the tops well, of the roofs at so and and amy henning just needs a game at this point i don't think a game that she's worked on is released in over 10 years at this point mm-hmm. you know she they just keep getting canceled and i feel like she bounces around uh so yeah i i don't think oh, i think the last game she worked on was uncharted 3 that's where i'm almost like maybe she's so excited to actually release something that it, it no matter what the property is maybe she'll just make it good I don't know per se because, like I said, it's been a decade, so I have no way of grading, <laughs> like if I should be excited or not, based off her work. So, yeah, not not enough tangible news yet. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking forward to yet another Marvel game, then I guess it's something. But I think, you know, me of all people, I didn't think I'd be saying this, but maybe we're getting a little too much Marvel game. <laughs> We got Wolverine, Wolverine, not Wolverine. Uh, it's like Walmart, but angry. Um, but Those we got drywall people. <laughs> we got Wolverine. We got like Spider-Man, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers. I thought there was rumors of another one as well. It's just, okay, like let's, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay to just stop. Chris, can we just stop with the Marvel games? Probably not, no. Okay. Uh, anyway, that is it for all our articles, Chris. That means we're going to go to the last part of the show, which is homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we just quickly give it to you and then you can go look it up on your own and we're all better for it. You educate yourself. Congratulations. Ah, uh, Final Fantasy seven battle Royale gets November release date, opening cinematic revealed. That's from Game Informer. Spider-Man comes to Marvel's Avengers on November 30th. This one comes from Polygon. The update that makes eFootball a full game has been delayed to 2022. That one comes from IGN. Grand Theft Auto 5 sold more than 5 million copies last quarter. I don't 155 get it. million units sold overall. That one comes from Game Informer. I don't understand, Chris. How can that game keep selling? That game sold more last quarter than Mafia 3 did. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I mean, I know there's a ton of streamers playing it. Like, but they're playing on like a special server, so it's mm. like four streamers. I don't know. Maybe people are th- that's what's making it continue to sell more. I don't, I don't know. 
Well, I know sometimes I think what I've heard and I, I haven't been able to like prove this, but I, I've heard rumors that sometimes the game's so cheap and what they'll do is they add like uh, online currency with it. So then I've heard rumors that sometimes people are like, well, that's $40 worth of currency in a $20. I'll just uh-huh. rebuy the game. Rebuy the game just to get the currency. And I don't know if that's correct or not, because like, how can you keep rebuying? At least on PlayStation, how, how could you rebuy that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so may, I don't know how that works, if that's even true at all. Either way, it just doesn't make any sense. Insomniac scaled back Marvel's Spider-Man boss to cut down on crunch. This one comes from Push Square. That kind of makes sense. I always complained about how the final boss is wrapped up in that one. Kratos, Nathan Drake, more cameo in the Champion League promo. This one comes from Push Square. Returnal's new suspend feature can be turned into a full save, players find. This can be this can be found on VGC. Oh no, their worst fear to be revealed. People are going to cheat the system. Me and you were talking about this for weeks now, if not months, because I think I even brought up, like, I wanted this feature. I understand that this would happen. Like, yeah, oh yeah. you know, it, like because we've been doing this forever. I, even ourselves, I think we did it on... Uh, or I maybe sorry, I did it for Demon Souls. I saved Scrub so I could see the evil and good ending. Yeah. Um. So it's like this is just something that's been happening forever. I you know they're acting like oh my god, like these hackers and these cheat. No, this is a simple thing. And if you want to take the time and do this, it's such a pain in the ass. I don't know why you would, especially for how often you probably would need to do <laughs> to try to get a platinum for Returnal. You basically earn the platinum at that point if you're doing it that often. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a non-article, and that's why I threw in the homework. But if you want to find out how you can cheat the system, and maybe that will make you enjoy Returnal more, and then like, you know what? That's kind of a selling feature, so who cares? If it makes you enjoy the game, you think that gives you some replayability or you're not going to be a person like me who just gets so angry that you're dying all the time. You don't want to waste that much time restarting that you just quit. And that's why I didn't buy Returnal because that's exactly what happened to me. Then there you go. Maybe it's going to persuade you to try that game. I don't know, but it could just help. That's all I know. Anyway, we're at the end of the show, Chris. We got it. We got to finish it. We got to cut this dragon's tail off. Uh, I just want Elden Ring. Can I just say that one more time? Me too. Just give me Elden Ring. So hopefully next week I get an email. Otherwise, look in your basements because I'm going to be there, Uh, especially if you got an email. Even if you didn't, I might just be there anyway. You can't trust me. So anyway, until next week, until next Monday, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for your most valuable currency, which is your time. It means everything to us. It humbles us. And until next week, goodbye. Bye, guys. Peace.